Welcome to the Daily Dose of Dillingham. Here is your host and frontline commander of the humanitarian New World Order, John Dillingham. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your Daily Dose of Dillingham. This is your host, John Dillingham. Three-time published author. You can find me on Amazon.com. Just search John Dillingham or Google John Dillingham Amazon or visit my website, di11inghm.com. Uh, you can also find my books for free in the Tampa Hillsborough County Public Library system. Hope everyone's doing good today. It's currently Thursday, May 19th, 2022. Hot as hell down here in Florida, guys. Um, I think I slept 15 hours since yesterday. That's why I didn't do the podcast yesterday. I just uh, I, I didn't go to sleep after I got off work. Tuesday stayed all stayed up all throughout Tuesday night and then just crashed and burned right around six o'clock five o'clock yesterday and uh, here we are today on Thursday it's kind of like Wednesday I just skipped Wednesday I love my job but I'm telling you it just takes it takes its toll on you ladies and gentlemen when you do manual labor 12 hours a day four days a week <clears throat> it takes its toll especially out here in the Florida heat so uh yeah i'm doing what i can though um still you know taking baby steps each day with all of this um and i think that's what's important to me about all this is that i'm putting in the work and uh i just get better and better each podcast my voice though excuse me hang on my voice uh tends to tends to change every day i've noticed some days you know and it's a it's always interesting my voice because it's a direct reflection of my emotional state if i'm tired and exhausted i don't have that you know that whatever that is you know i don't have that mojo to everything but when i'm well rested it also can impact my voice and i just end up sounding you know kind of like half awake throughout the whole thing like wake me up i'm doing the podcast right now type situation but so, uh, I'm consistently inconsistent is what I'm getting at here. Um, so, each and every, which I think makes each and every episode even that more unique, right? Because each and every one, I come back, you never know. Um, so, I don't know if, I think it's a blessing and a curse. Consistency can be a great thing, too, because people know exactly what they're going to get. But, you know... I think life, you know, life isn't even consistent for any of us. It's every day's a new day. You never know what you're going to get, especially after COVID happened. Um, so, yeah, I kind of, uh, you know, when I roll with the punches, that's what it is. You know, you get you get uh, you get the real me, you know, rest assured you. You know, I just can't fake it, ladies and gentlemen. I got to be myself and so do most people. So with all that being said. Again, um, let's all try to have a great Thursday leading into Friday. And I'm going to get into some headlines here, courtesy of Google News. Um, I was just watching this in the other room with my pops. Uh, Biden welcomes Finland, Sweden to join NATO as Turkey balks. This is Reuters 25 minutes ago. Turkey to block Sweden, Finland, NATO bids over home to terrorist claims. Okay, that's... I didn't see that part of the whole thing. Um... So, yeah, I'm not going to go deep into that, but um, 
I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Finland and Sweden kind of like were always kind of part of NATO. Now they're just kind of like making it official. Like they were never anti-NATO. Um, but yeah, I can't uh, can't comment too much on that because I'm not a good uh, geopoliticist or geo uh, whatever. I don't, I'm not very good with um, well anything to be honest. I know a little bit about a lot, but as far as uh, Finland and Sweden, I know they've been very independent over the years. Um, very intelligent community population. Um, but yeah, you, it's kind of a no-brainer here as far as who's joining who um, regarding Russia, this whole Russian situation. You know, most people just look at it all and just say, okay, this is clearly not a good thing what Russia's doing, so. Anyway, I'm going to keep it moving here. Formula for Trouble. How the U.S. got into an infant formula mess. That's NPR six hours ago. Um, from my understanding with all of that, it involved contamination in baby formula, a company being shut down, and then all the other baby formula customers couldn't fill the, the gap, basically. And so here we are. And they're trying to ramp up production um, and whatnot, but it's kind of caused a slowdown, and that's what it is. And I know the military is stepping in, trying to ship some stuff from overseas here. So, that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Good luck to all those moms out there and their babies. Hope they get fed. Keep them fed. Keep them fat and happy. <laughs> Baby fat, anyway. Russia says it sent 900 Ukrainian soldiers to prison camp. Moscow dismissing top commanders, UK says. CNBC one hour ago. May 18th, 2022, Russia-Ukraine news, CNN. That's just the headline. Great, guys. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Damn CNN. FBI corruption probe reveals the people who run Anaheim. Los Angeles Times, three hours ago. Okay. Let's check this out. It must be talking about Anaheim, California. Oh, and it wants me to subscribe immediately. Okay, can't read about that. Oh, wait, here's a CBS Los Angeles. Maybe this is, uh... There's a video here. Let's see what we got. I want to press pause on the music and get into this. City Council members are now asking the mayor to resign. Their formal letter comes after the FBI made public a recorded conversation of the mayor allegedly trying to extort a million dollars as part of the sale of Angel Stadium. And KKL 9 political reporter Tom Wade is here. He's got all the latest developments. Yeah, Patton Juan, more turmoil tonight in Anaheim. The mayor is, as you said, facing intense pressure. And the mayor pro tem says he thinks it's now unlikely the stadium deal itself will go forward. We need to start fresh 
And that starts with the letter that I sent to the mayor asking for his resignation this afternoon. Anaheim Mayor Pro Tem Trevor O'Neill sent a letter to Anaheim Mayor Harry Sidhu formally requesting he step down. Sidhu is accused of trying to extort a million dollars to help finalize the sale of Angel Stadium on city land to team owner Art Moreno's development company. Tuesday, a judge put a 60-day hold on the sale at the request of the state attorney general. This information came as much of a surprise to us as it did to members of the public. Completely unprecedented, absolutely no knowledge, and this is a, a personal issue with the mayor that appears to have happened completely outside of the business of the city. According to court documents, an FBI agent was able to get the cooperation of an associate of Sidhu to record conversations with him. In one conversation, Sidhu says, because I, I've said, you gotta at least minimum of a million dollars to come up with my election. They have to. And of course, you know, if Disney, I mean, if Angel's stadium sale would conclude next year, if it is approved, hopefully. We'll push for them at least have a million dollars. You know, for the Angels representative to say no is bad. The FBI says in the court documents they believe Sidhu solicited the million dollars to finalize the stadium sale. And the FBI says Mayor Sidhu leaked confidential information about the sale to Angels team representatives. No one from the Angels organization or Mayor Sidhu has been charged with a crime. If I were the mayor, I wouldn't be sleeping well at night. Scott Tenley is a former federal prosecutor. Hey, remember, Tom, this, this isn't the whole case. This is the tip of the iceberg. This is what the FBI showed to a judge to get the warrants, there's likely dozens of other conversations back there. They have scores of records of, of subpoena documents. Okay, well, enough of that. We can clearly see that the uh, mayor of Anaheim, California has screwed himself. Um, yeah. Don't, uh, don't try to extort money, ladies and gentlemen. Never a good idea. Especially if you're in a government position. It's, uh, that's definitely corruption. Alright, let's keep it moving here. I'm going to do a couple more. Um, here's my recommendations. Tesla cut from S&P 500 ESG index and Elon Musk tweets his fury. Um, I don't know why it was cut out of the index. This is from Reuters. Let's see if we can read this. Good God, it's a long one. I'll read the first few par paragraphs here, get the gist of it. Uh, an S&P Dow Jones Indices executive told Reuters on Wednesday it has removed electric car maker Tesla from the widely followed S&P 500 ESG index because of issues including claims of racial discrimination and crashes linked to its autopilot vehicles. And Tesla CEO Elon Musk responded with harsh tweets indicating, including that ESG is a scam. In, it, in its changes effective May 2nd, the Sustainability Index also added soon to be Musk-controlled Twitter and oil refiner Philip 66 while dropping Delta Airlines and Chevron Corp, according to an announcement. May 2nd. That already happened. Maybe they meant June 2nd? I don't know. Uh, the back and forth over index changes reflects a wider debate about the metrics used to judge corporate performance on environmental, social, and governance, ESG issues, a growing area of investing. Tesla's become the most valuable auto industry company by pioneering EVs and expanding into battery storage for electric grids. 
and solar power systems. Factors contributing to its departure from the NX included Tesla's lack of published details related to its low carbon strategy or business conduct codes, and said Margaret Dorn, S&P Dow Jones and Dice's head of ESG and Dice's for North America in an interview. Even though Tesla's products help cut planet warming emissions, Dorn said it's other issues and lack of disclosures relative to industry peers should raise concerns for investors looking to judge the company across environmental, social, and governance criteria. You can't take, you can't just take a company's mission statement at face value. You have to look at their practices across all those key dimensions, she said. Tesla representatives did not immediately respond to questions. The company has previously called ESG methodologies fundamentally flawed. Musk tweeted that Exxon is rated top 10 best in the world for environment, social, and governance. While Tesla didn't make the list, ESG is a scam. It has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors. Uh, I think I'll just leave it there. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you know more politics leaking into our uh, our market, our markets, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen this a lot. Um, this is this is a growing need that we have to basically find a way to, to eliminate political practices. Um, you know, all these politicians that have Exxon, for example, this would be something. You know, obviously they're not good for the environment, uh, but they're at the top of that list. Um, so yeah. Anyway. Next headline, Canoe CEO reports of our death are greatly exaggerated. Make this the last one today. Um, last week, Canoe released scary first quarter earnings report saying that there is substantial doubt that the company's ability to continue is a going concern. That had me a little concerned. I'm rooting for Canoe and his clever truck designs. This week, I spoke with Canoe CEO Tony Aquila, who promised me the company is not going anywhere. Aquila expects Canoe to be alive in six months in one year and hopefully far beyond. The CEO says he's perfectly happy to get last minute financing to keep Canoe going. In its earnings release, Canoe said it had $104 million in cash or cash equivalents on hand at the end of the first quarter after spending $140 million in the same quarter, along with $600 million in accessible capital. Just in time, capital is part of Akilah's personal philosophy. He told me, I love that anxiety because it makes you not wasteful, he says. My father used to say having a full pocket of money shouldn't be spelled F-O-O-L. I like pushing that intensity into the teams. They innovate better, he said. He also pointed out that just in time money has less of a diluting effect on shares. In the end, I think you have less angry shareholders, he said. As it stands, Canoe is going full speed ahead with final testing on the LV lifestyle vehicle. Aquila insists the minibus-like vehicle will be out later this year, and the company plans to build 23,000 canoes in 2023. That's a big jump from zero, but in the auto industry, five-digit production numbers are a drop in the ocean. Aquila says that's the point. Canoe wants to offer realistic projections, differentiating itself from a landscape full of electric vehicle startups making outlandishly exaggerated promises. Alright, so he's saying not to worry about it. I really wasn't to begin with, um, especially since the headlines kind of seem to come from websites I didn't recognize. Um, but yeah. Alright, let's check out some prices. Speaking of uh, the markets here. 
VIDT is at the top of my list today. 15.92% increase to 20 cents. Um, XDC is close, or as a second, 10.09% at uh, 0.046 cents. Manacoin, 9.79% at $1.13. Litecoin, 9.472 dollars. Roblox, $35.43, 8.85% increase. Vet, $0.03, 7.85%. A lot of big increases today. Um, let's not forget, though, going down this list, it's still pretty much trading sideways. It just looks good because we had a big drop yesterday and the day before that. So, got to keep that in mind. Um, that's not to say that things aren't looking up. Um, I think we will have an in, uh, a, a big shoot up here soon and everything. Um, well, quite frankly, because if we go any lower, it's we're getting into some price points that yeah shouldn't be happening. Um, also, usually every major tank like this has a big bounce back, so we'll see. That's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna go relax and uh, try to just chill the rest of the day, do a little things around the house. Hope to see everyone tomorrow, and as always, say hi to your mom for me.